0: We're taking over Bibles, Make our confession of faith together Let's go I'm ready to hear Then do your word Which I'm about to receive Which makes all things new In Jesus name, amen God, do what you do when you do How you do it when you do it Because you do it so well Speak to us now In Jesus name Everybody say this Say, I'm ready I'm He's ready Let's go Uh-uh, y'all are ready Say, I'm ready He's ready Let's go, Let's go. Uh-uh, I need you to say that like you know your next 12 are going to be your best 12. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. I need you to act like what you did not get done in 2020. You're going to see it manifest bigger and better in 2021. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. I need you to act like your whole family's about to get saved. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. I need you to act like you're going to walk in your purpose and walk in your call and walk in your assignment. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. Can I get you to Shabbat the Lord right? Come on, call some things in order. Call your January in order. Call your February in order. Call your March in order. 2021 will not be a repeat of 2020. It will not be a repeat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just look at somebody next to you. Don't touch them, just look at them and say, I believe that thing. Say, my next 12 will be my best 12. Say, and let me tell you something. Your next 12 will be your best 12. I need some of y'all to switch seats because you ain't sitting next to faith people. I need you to look at them and I don't care if you got a mask on, look at them and say, let me tell you something. Your next 12 will be your best 12 say all oh, the hell you've been through God's about to pay you back in 2021 God I need some faith God I need some faith God I need some faith for those of us that know that these next 12 is about to be on and popping I need you to put a praise right there hallelujah hallelujah listen listen Bishop, why do you have us say so much? You can be seated. Why do you have us say so much? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. You are not going to see it unless you say it. Everything that God saw, he first said. Everything you're going to see, you're going to have to first say. So I need you to start putting some stuff in the atmosphere. You put a whole lot of negativity in the atmosphere. I need you to put some words of life in the atmosphere. I need you to speak some life in the atmosphere. Just say this, I'll be healthier than ever before. I rebuke you having to take pills so you don't lose your mind. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I pray that you be healthy from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Say, I'll be healthier physically and mentally and spiritually than I've ever been. Say, I'll be better financially than I've ever been. Here's the most important one. Say, I'll be a stronger Christian than I've ever been. You ain't going to say it if you don't see it. You ain't going to say it if you ain't going to see it. You ain't going to say it if you don't see it. You ain't going to say it if you don't see it. Say, I will owe no man anything except to love him. Say, I owe no man anything except to love him. Because that won't find me in my next 12. Say, I'll pay cash for everything. I'll go by myself because evidently that's how I'm going to have to do it at this 1115. That's how I'm going to have to do it. Say, I speak to my next 12 months and I release words of life, words of faith. I'll say it and I'll see it in Jesus' name. I need to get this heaviness of 2020 off of some of y'all. And you're taking this out of my preaching time. So I need you to come on and let's go together. I need you to get this heaviness off of you. I need you to get this anxiety off of you. I rebuke fear. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke panic. And I declare that in your next 12 months that you will see the emerging of yourself. You'll be like a butterfly that's in stage four. You were in a cocoon in 2020, but you're flying in 2021. You were in preparation in 2020. But you're about to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue in 2021. You weren't sure of what to do in 2020, but you're going to know exactly what to do in 2021. I pray God orders your steps. Every little step you take, every little move you make, somebody say he's ordering it. Everybody take a step. I said everybody take a step. Uh-huh. God's going to order your steps just like that. As you take one, he'll say, now do this. As you take one, he'll say, now do this. As you move, he'll say, now do this. As you obey, he'll say, now do this. You're not going to have wasted days in 2021. You're not going to have lack of clarity in 2021. You're going to know exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. And if you believe that, put a praise on that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, he orders my steps. Say, I have clarity of mind all things work together for my good you can be seated i just needed to make sure this atmosphere was right i just need some of y'all knew that 2021 wasn't gonna be a repeat you've seen that movie for the last time i just heard the holy ghost say something let me say this the enemies you saw in 2020 he just said this loud and clear he said you will see again no more forever Bishop, where are you getting that from? That's what he said to the children of Israel. He said, look at Pharaoh one more time, because that's the last time you're gonna deal with that enemy for the rest of you. I just wish you knew God's doing something big in your life. I just wish you knew God was doing something amazing in your life. Say, I rule, I reign. I conquer, I subdue. Say it again. I rule, I reign, I subdue. Can I just get you to get your gladiator pose for just a minute? What are you saying? What are you saying? You're saying I won't back down. You're saying I won't walk in fear. I won't walk in anxiety. I won't walk in panic. Why? The righteous are as bold as a lion. Shout! I'm bold. Shout! I'm bold. Shout! I'm bold. Shout, I'm bold. Be seated. The devil should have killed you when he had you he should have got you when you had the bottle of pills he should have got you when you had the gun who am i talking to he should have got you when he had you but it is too late now because you're about to live yo somebody shout my next 12 or my best 12. i gotta go i gotta go he should have got you when you were confused. <laughs> he should have got you when you were emotional. He should have got you when you said, I can't take no more. He made the wrong mistake of letting you get here today. He made the mistake of letting you tune in online today. Because your next 12 ain't going to be a repeat. you about to live your best life. I need you to lift your hands and worship God for five seconds. Five. Four. Three. Two one. Say yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Be seated. Let's go. Our series. What did you need to do? Sometimes you just got to tell your atmosphere who you are. Sometimes you just got to remind your circumstances of who you are. Life has tried to strip you of your identity, strip you of your confidence, strip you of your esteem. And sometimes every now and then you got to interrupt the program as usual and just make an announcement. I know who I am. Our series, it is, is Emmanuel. Say Emmanuel. That means God with us. Say he's with me. And no matter what you found yourself in, even over this year, God has been with you. That's why you didn't fail. That's why you didn't give up. That's why you didn't quit. That's why you didn't stop. Say, he is with me. Even when you felt far from him, he was with you. Sometimes the teacher has to be silent when you're in the middle of a test because he's already prepared you in advance. And for many of you, what you're facing, you're not experienced in, but you are prepared. Your life has been preparing you. David said, I fought the bear, I fought the lion. He said, I've not dealt with this issue before, but I know how to deal with issues. And for everybody under the sound of my voice, whatever you're dealing with now, I need you to just get a little faith in your atmosphere, get a little faith in yourself. Say, I refuse to drag any 2020 problems into 2021. Uh uh-uh. See, you can do it, but I'm not. I'm not taking now nobody with me in 2021 that is not coming with joy, that's not coming with peace. I'm not taking nobody that's act causing myths, causing issues, causing drama. Say, so I'm not doing that next year. Say, so I ain't going to be able to do it. God is with us. Say, he is with me. Say it again. Say, he is with me. Say it again. Say, he is with me. That's what the word Emmanuel is. Now, the difference between using the I or the E is simply the Greek versus the Hebrew. So we're using the I. Everybody, listen, you can be seated. Wednesday's message was, but don't be seated for long because this is going to be one of them experiences. You're going to prophesy that you about to get your whole next 12 months set. So for some of y'all, you might not even want to sit. You might just want to park on the wall and say, look, I ain't even finna sit down. Why? Because I spent 2020 sitting down. I spent 19 sitting down. I spent 18 sitting down. But come 2021, baby, I'm about to run through a... The Bible says if the footmen have worried you, how are you going to run with the horses? In other words, listen, I'm not letting anything little block me or stop me because what I'm dealing with in 2021 is going to be the answer to what you've been praying for for years. I hear the Lord loud and clear. At 2.34 this morning, somebody woke up and you could not sleep. And you could not sleep because stress and pressure. Who am I talking to? Because stress and pressure was on you. But God says to you, I have come that you might have light and have light more abundantly. And you're about to run. Shout, I'm running. Wednesday's message, here it is, was this is how you do it. We borrowed it from Montel Jordan. He said, this is how you do it. Somebody said, this is how we do it. We talked about having the mind of Christ. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Mind means attitude. Listen, your attitude determines your altitude. You can never go higher in life than your attitude allows you. Stop. This is why you see people who have less talent than you go further than you. It's because their attitude tells them that they can. When sometimes you can be talented, gifted, and skilled, and your attitudes say that you can't. This is why the apostle Paul said, let me get my attitude together. Paul said, I may not be as skilled as you, but my attitude is better than yours. I may not have as much knowledge as you, but my attitude is better than yours. And for some of you, you don't have a degree, but let me tell you what you got, the mind of Christ. For some of you, you may not have the experience, but let me tell you what you have. You have the mind of Christ. And Paul said, I can do what? All things. Why? His attitude said, I don't care what I face. You're going to watch me do it. It may take me a minute to figure it out, but I will get it done because I have the attitude of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Everybody say, I have the attitude of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Four types of attitude. The first is negative. Negative, I taught you in depth about that on Wednesday. A negative attitude says I can't. A negative attitude says I won't. A negative attitude says I don't. says I can't, I won't, I don't. Here it is. Then you have a neutral attitude. A neutral attitude says I would, but I could, but I can, but. In other words, you gotta learn how to get them big butts out your house. Listen, the song says I like big butts and I can't lie. I'm gonna need you to just leave them alone in 2021. Y'all I to sit done. A neutral attitude is like having your automobile in neutral, but you're pressing the gas. You're putting in a lot of energy, but you're not going anywhere. Question, could it be that the truth is you have been working hard, but you haven't gone anywhere because your attitude is what stopped you. Could it be that you have been putting in a lot of time, that you have been putting in a lot of energy, that you have been working diligently, but your attitude, every time it was time to do something, here's what you did, rather than say, I got to do that, whoo, I'm tired, child, I've I've been working all day, so is everybody else. Somebody say, I will not be neutral, say I'm shifting into drive. Uh-uh, neutral says, listen, it doesn't really matter. Neutral, is, neutral says, I'm satisfied. I'm not reaching for anything. I don't think anything can get better. I don't think anything can change. I don't think anything can improve. And when you are neutral, everybody listen. When you are neutral, you are neutered. <laughs> what does that mean? You can't produce anything. <laughs> Come on. When you are neutral, you are neutered. You can't produce anything. So all you do is sit up and plan, but you never implement. You sit up and write it, but you never see it. And I'm going to tell somebody you are coming out of neutral. You are shifting into drive. 2020 was the last year you talked about it and didn't do it. 2020 was the last year you talked about it and didn't see it manifest. So then the next attitude is a sickened attitude. And and a sickened attitude is sickening. It literally makes you sick. What do you mean by that? It's an attitude that is negative about positives. Something good happens and it finds something negative. A second attitude gets a new job it's been praying for and then says, but yeah, I got to fight this traffic. I will throw, look, you prayed and begged and hollered and screamed. He gave you what you asked for and then when he gave it to her, you, you complaining about it. Well, what you asked for it for? It's negative about positive. You ever met somebody, you give them good news and then they, they meet it immediately with negative news? Instead of saying, you know what, listen, I'm not, here it is, I'm not paranoid, I'm pronoid. See, paranoid says there's a vast conspiracy against me. Pronoia says there's a vast conspiracy set up to favor me, which means even what's set up for my evil, because I have pronoia, that means I think it's working for my good. Joseph says, listen, y'all threw me in the pit, but one day you're gonna meet me in the palace. Last time you saw me, I was begging, next time you see me, you'll be asking me. And I need some of y'all to know God's about to reverse the roles in your life. There were some people that you were going to to ask that in the next 12 months, they're going to be coming to ask you. And they're going to be the people that did you wrong. And rather than doing them the way they did you, you're going to be able to say what you meant for evil. God has turned it for my good. A second attitude. A second attitude is po- it's negative about positives. It literally, it literally sees something good and finds something bad. It doesn't try to fix through. It doesn't try to work through. It doesn't try to navigate through. For every solution, it has a problem. Say, Lord, I will not have that attitude. Then the fourth attitude, just the attitude of God, a positive attitude. Now, what's the difference, Bishop, between just positive thinking? And a positive attitude, which is the mind of Christ. Here's the difference. Here it is. I can do all things, watch this, through Christ. Here's just just positive thinking. I can do all things. See, listen, you and I are under no illusions. That the good we can do, sure, we're skilled. Sure, we have knowledge. Sure, we're erudite. Sure, we are well-learned. But guess what? We know that the good that's happening in our lives is because of one reason. And one reason only, and it has a name, Jesus. And if it was not for his grace, and it was not for his mercy, I would not even be here. To, I need you to stop thinking it's because of, of your education that you are where you are. Can we be honest? Many of you aren't even doing what you studied. It is because of his grace. What's grace? When he gives you something good that you did not deserve, and it's because of his mercy. When he blocks something negative that you do deserve. Say grace and mercy. Grace. Rewrote my life. Because when it looked bad, he gave you some grace. And when it should have been bad, he gave you some mercy. Can you just take three seconds and give God praise for his grace and his mercy on your life? That's why you didn't get that disease and you should have got it. That, y'all ain't gonna, That's why you didn't die in that car accident and you should have got it. That's why you were around people that had it but you didn't get it. That's why even though you got it, you, you came through it. That's why many of you, you had coronavirus but you're the statistic that says I'm still in the land of the living. So look, negative, neutral, sickened, positive. I can do all things through Through, through, see, that's your hookup. Holler if you hear me. (laughs) Somebody say, I got the hookup. Holler if you hear me. (laughs) So look at this, Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. This is Jesus speaking. Take my yoke upon you. A yoke was a wooden instrument used to connect two oxen together. It was a phrase that the rabbis would use. And they would use it for those that were their students, those that were their apprentices. What they would say is, take my yoke upon you. In other words, they said, the way I do it is the way you do it. Listen, in other words, they said, you, everybody listen to me. You are never called to a vision. You're called to a voice. <laughs> the Bible does not say that he will make churches that he gives you. He says, and I will make shepherds that I give you. <laughs> Which means you ain't called to no building, nor are you called to the people in the building. You are called to the voice. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. This is why, watch me, this is why when you flip through, you thought it was on accident, but you heard the voice of your shepherd. And when you heard the voice of your shepherd, you were like, wait a minute, who is that? Why? Because something in the voice God has called you to. Can I preach the way I want to 1115? Sheep do not see well, so they have to rely on their hearing in the natural. That's why the scripture says, "Sheep, I am a good shepherd, and my sheep know my voice. They can't see me, so they don't know what I look like. But when they hear me, something in them is going to come to life. Y'all ain't listening to me. That's why before you got into 2021, God gathered you to the voice you were called to. Because you're going to need that voice to walk what you do January. Walk what you do February. Walk what you do March. Say, I'm called to a voice. So that's what happened in the Hebrew culture. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Jesus was telling his guys, y'all are called to my voice. So now I'm going to teach you how to do it my way. You'll get victory according to my way. And two oxen will be yoked together. Come, you're going to be ox one. Come, you're going to be ox two. Come on, come on, come on, come on, ox. Come on, ox. All right, y'all both got on green. Good, it's working out good. Come on. All right, y'all lock arms. No, go, you can go ahead and lock. All right, good. So, so, so this was the yoke. Say the yoke. yoke. Now, here's the thing. Make sure at the end of this year, I need you to check who you're yoked to. Because for some of you, your issue isn't them. It's that you still are yoked to them. You know they're alive, but the thing is you still care. Oh, God, I just heard the Lord. I pray that the feelings you need to let go, I think you better let it go. Because some of you still care about what cursed people think. Some of you still care about what people that ain't going nowhere think. That means it's not them that's the problem. The fact that you're yoked to them is the problem. So when they call you with a little attitude, they pull you over there. But that's not happening in your next 12. God, I wish I had faith in this room. Say, that's not happening in my next 12. You see them on social media, and all of a sudden, you went from having a good day to feeling like you were used. Mm-mm. I need you to realize nobody has the ability to use you because since you're a Christian, the worst they can do is put get you to put some more seed in the ground. You can't use me because I'm a seed sower. So you thought you were using me? You don't have the ability to do that. That's above your pay grade. Sorry, have several seats. Somebody, somebody, make this declaration. Say, I cannot be used. Say, I'm a seed sower. Because for many of you, especially during this time of the year, here's what begins to happen for many of us, is that we begin to look at people that started the year with us and then finished the year with us, and we begin to look at, watch me, you looking at what they're doing, and you the one gave them the idea to do it. And they won't even help you do what you're doing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. The church made them, and they won't help build a church that made them. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all you ain't know, saying nothing. But that's okay. Somebody said, I can't be used. Come on. Uh-uh, because I'm a seed sower. W- which means the best you can do is get some more seed out of me. And if you get seed out of me, guess what's on the way? A harvest is on the way. I need you not to be mad about anybody from your past 2020, 19, last decade, last 20. Somebody shout, I could not be used. I was sowing seed can't use a Christian you can't it's literally impossible I'm just just so tired of people taking advantage of me they can't they literally can't take advantage of you because if you release it you got a promise he's going to bring increase to every release and for some of you need to be excited right there why because you got a whole lot of harvest on the way from who you thought used you God says, I'm about the wealth of the wicked. Please let me preach how I want to. It's laid up for the just. I let them get a whole lot because I'm about to transfer it to you. And for five of y'all in this building, the transfer is going to happen before the end of this year. 1 Samuel 3 19. Somebody say this year. All right, all right, all right. Wow, that's good to me. that's good to me. <laughs> Somebody say this year, this year, this year, this year. There's still a few days left in this year for God to blow your mind. I know we're excited about our next 12, but baby, I still got 11 left in this one. Look, be careful who you're yoked to because the issue isn't them. Here's what we spend a lot of our time doing, being mad about a person. That's not the issue. Break the yoke. See, now that ain't my problem. Yoke up. This is why the scripture says the anointing. Everybody listen. Isaiah 10, the anointing oil. Some of y'all need to get the oil before you run out of this building. So we need to go get it online. It says the anointing oil, here's what it does. It doesn't fix them. It doesn't change them. What does the anointing do? It breaks the yoke. For some of y'all, your issue is not your family. Your issue is that you still yoke to them. But some of y'all, your issue is not, y'all ain't going to talk to me. Your issue is not your ex. Your issue is you're still yoked to him. Break the yoke. But I pray and prophesy that you're about to break some yokes in your. Somebody said a yoke's breaking. There are certain things you still care about that you shouldn't. I've never seen a lion obsessed with the opinion of a sheep. So your issue is you are yoked to something. That you shouldn't be yoked to. You're yoked to depression. Depression gonna do what it's gonna do. Your issue is that you're yoked to it. You schedule meetings with it. You you have a high Sunday, and then by Sunday evening you're sitting there and you make an appointment. You've made an appointment with something. I cancel every appointment you made with depression. I, if y'all'll let me flow, I just gotta flow with this up <laughs> here. I cancel every appointment you have with depression, every appointment you have with fear, every appointment you have with anxiety, every appointment you have with panic. Somebody say, it is canceled. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. He said, be yoked to me. And for some, I had to let them fail you so that there was a free spot for me. Break it. (laughs) See, see, look. It's very easy to get distracted. Come on, come on. It's very easy to get distracted and not pay attention to the fact that you're distracted. Because it feels like you're not distracted because somebody's pulling you. And and you keep wondering, I just don't know why I'm being pulled that way. You're yoked to somebody that's snatching you. So take this out. It's very easy to be distracted and not know it because they're pulling you. Pull me. Pull me. Now, here's the deal. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. Now, say stop. Now, this is where I'm supposed to be right here on my assignment. This is where I'm supposed to be right here behind this pulpit. But when you're yoked to the wrong person, they'll pull you out of your... and for some of you, you need to get back on your assignment, back on your square, back on your purpose, back on what God told you to do. You thought it was God. It wasn't God. It was a distraction. Oh, but no more distractions in your... Shout, no distractions. So Jesus said, Jesus said, come on, come on. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. In other words, he says, if you got somebody else in my spot, God says, God says, I will let them fail you. Because sometimes you can be idolizing and worshiping a person. Because the word God means source. Hmm. (laughs) Which means, watch this, you don't pray to God, you call him. So sometimes he lets people fail you. Break the yoke. He lets people fail you. So now put your arm out. I didn't say yoke, put your arm out, thank you. So now there's an opening. Hey, but listen, let me tell you what your pain has been to create an opening. Because <laughs> if I cut you, there's going to be an opening. I can get something into you that I couldn't get into you before. And for many of us, watch me, some of the stuff that's been painful was so that God could create an opening. Because God says, listen, you've been yoked to the wrong thing, but I'm about to yoke you to the right thing. <laughs> Thank you, Oxen. Deuteronomy 22.10 says, Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. That's deep, right? Because, listen, you will think that because you've got somebody that that's better than nobody. And sometimes it's better for the seat to stay empty than to put the wrong person in the seat. Y'all didn't say that right now. Sometimes you say, I just need a best friend. Baby, you better learn how to take yourself to the movie. You ain't got to wear no mask if it's just you. You ain't saying nothing to me. Take yourself out to the restaurant to sit out in the 15-degree weather in Denver. It's a mess. Look, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. So in this example, pretend like I'm Jesus, and he's the other guy in this example, okay? So Jesus said, come yoke with me. So I'll let people fail you to free up space for me. Because sometimes to get you to trust God, he has to first get you to not trust so much in man. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. So he says, take my yoke upon you. And then when he says, learn from me. He says, so here's what it is. I'm going to walk with you. (laughs) And you're going to learn from me. And you're going to study my moves. So when I do it like this, I need you to do it like that. Mm? No, see, I did it like this. I need you to do it like that. And when I move, you move just like that. Watch me. And sometimes God will have you take a lateral move and you don't understand it, but He's only doing it to make sure you're still with Him. He said, study my moves. In other words, you got to move like I move. You got to walk like I walk. You got to go like I go. You got to do it like I do it. And even if you don't understand it, He says, study me. Study my moves and you'll learn my mind. Study my moves and you'll learn my mind. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself? Say, God is walking with me. God. Which means any place I go, if I'm yoked to him, who took me there? So some of y'all trying to wonder, God, how did this happen? Boom, he took you there. Bishop, I feel like I'm going through hell. He took you there. Why? Because he's about to have you plunder hell. you not like saying that to me. Whatever I find myself in, he took me there, which means he is with me. That's what Emmanuel means. Wherever I go, God is with me. Wherever I walk, God is with me. Whatever I'm in, God is with me. Shout, he's with me. Take my yoke, i got to finish, upon you and learn from me. Study me. You know what gets me about Christians? Is we want a new prophetic word and haven't followed A written verse. Sometimes you don't need an audible voice. You need to follow a verse. Study my moves. Somebody say, I'm learning. learning. Study my moves so you have my mind. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The word rest there, it means recreation. Not recreation. 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 Re, again, create. He says, if you will study me, I will recreate how you think. Like Christian. See, here's what a lot of Christians do. We slap a WWJD on our thinking. Now, realizing that when I give my life to him, that means now I study him, so that teaches me how to do what I do when I do what I do, because if I do it, I'll do it better when I do it like he do it. Say, rest for my soul. Your mind, thoughts, and emotions. He said, I will recreate your soul. I'll recreate, listen, your emotions. See, some of you say, this is how I am. Okay, and that's nice, but right now I need you to fight. That's nice, but right now I need you to get your sword and get to handling business. So when I study his moves, it'll recreate my emotions. Which means what used to make me cry will make me G up. Excuse me, let me translate. 11, 15, let me translate. What used to make me emotional make me want to cry, that's going to push me now. Because the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men and women take it by force. Which means what used to have me depressed is now what whats me up. Yeah. What used to have me sad now has me glad. What used to make me want to back down is makes me want to stand up. Can I be honest with you? When he begins doing this, can I be honest with you? Let me say this. Some of my greatest decisions have been on the heels of great pain because I let him recreate my mind. So when I was feeling emotional, I took that emotion and said, mm-mm, mm-mm. Sometimes you gotta get stank faced mm-mm, like something stinks, mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't gonna be mad about this, I ain't gonna cry about this, I'm not gonna quit because of this, I'm not gonna be upset because of this, I'm about to make progress because of this. He recreates my mind, my thoughts, my will, my emotions. He said, but you have to study me so I can recreate it. In other words, when you study me, it becomes like a movie that you watch. Have you ever noticed yourself picking? One of my favorite movies is What's Love Got to Do with It. I love it because I like seeing Tina overcome. And I think Tina, what, about 120 now? Tina has been doing good. No, Tina looked good. How no, old is she? Is she about 80 something? No, she's, no, she ain't 60, no. She's been out of Nutbush for a while. Tina is older than that. Somebody Google it for me. I love the movie, but here's the deal. I have watched that movie so much that I can do that. She's 81. Dang. She's anyway. Listen, I've watched that movie so much that I know that movie inside and out. I have watched that movie so much. Look at now. I didn't watch that movie so much. Now, now, you ain't going. you about to be on stage. I have watched that movie so much. I have what? Eat the cake now. I have watched that movie. so mu- Jackie don't know where yet. Darlene don't know where yet. You your mama don't know where yet. I have watched. See, some of y'all that know the movie. You know what I'm saying. It comes out of me. You're going to get it in a minute. It comes out of me naturally because I've studied it. It comes out of me naturally because I've studied it. It comes out of me naturally because I've studied it. And that's what the verse is saying for us. It says that if we study his moves, it'll come out of you naturally. I won't be fighting to be a great Christian. It'll come out of me naturally. So when you find yourself in a garden of Gethsemane that's painful, you can be like Jesus and say, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Why? I studied his move so it comes out of me naturally. He says, "I'll recreate your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions." So let's look at Jesus in Luke chapter two, verse forty. And the child grew. So look at his moves as a child. And the child grew. Grew there doesn't just mean that he got taller. Grew there means that he matured. There's a difference between aging and maturing. You can age and never mature. This is why you meet old fools. Right. You ever looked at somebody and said, "Now you're too old to be making that mistake." <laughs> Come on, wave at me. You ever mess around there? You'd be like, "Now look, now I understand doing that in your twenties, thirties, forties, maybe, but baby." Somebody say, I'm maturing. I'm maturing. I just need you to make this declaration and say, I am maturing. I am maturing. Say, I won't repeat the same mistakes. I say, I ain't going to be able to do that. Yeah. Then it means to make nonstop progress. That means every day I'm progressing, which means I'm in competition not with another person, but within yesterday's version of myself. Your only competition is you. And if you're trying to compete with someone else, that's crazy because you're in somebody else's lane. Which means the only thing you're going to have is a wreck. You can't have two cars in the same lane at the same time. (laughs) See, I'm competing with yesterday's version of myself. This is the mentality of Jesus. Watch his movements. He made nonstop progress and he matured. That's why at 12, he was telling grown folk what to do. Cuz listen, it doesn't age doesn't matter, maturity does. That's why some of y'all God has you telling older people what to do. Why? Because your maturity commands your leadership. And he became strong. Say so he became strong. Two definitions there. So look, he's growing. And now he's strong. That means he prevailed by God's strength. That's amazing. Because to prevail, I got to first get to hell. I got to go through something and beat it. Because to prevail means to win. Check this out. In other words, he he says, I need something to come against me. Because if I don't have resistance, I can't win. What's a victory if there was no fight? What is prevailing if there was no problem? Mm. What is a mountain if there is no valley? Everything is flat. He prevailed how? By God's strength. In other words, in other words, check it out, he was yoked. So because he's yoked, when he felt like, you know what, I'm so sick of these people, I can't stand these Pharisees and Sadducees. They make me sad, you see. Because he's yoked to them, what happens? God says, let me go on and fill you up. <laughs> Put your head back down, put your head back down. Be sad, be sad, okay, yeah. See, sometimes you can feel like that. Anybody felt like that in the last 12 months? Listen, listen, I know, listen, you've been prospering in the pandemic, but we've all had moments like that in our life, but that's how we felt. And because I'm yoked to him, guess what? He says, listen, listen, son, I can see you a little weak. W- watch me. But, but weeping may endure for a night. But joy is coming. I'm going to need you to go and come up. I'm going to need you to go and come up. In other words, all of a sudden, you felt weak, but then all of a sudden, you get some strength. Jesus said... I'm prevailing, but I'm winning because God is strengthening me. Everybody say, God is strengthening me. Then it means he gained mastery. He mastered something. Christians, it's so important that we learn to master things. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master something. Now, Many times we live in a microwave culture that says, I want everything and I want it now, even if I haven't mastered it. Can I ask you a question? Why give you something if you don't know what to do with it? A lot of people say, I just want to be an entrepreneur. I got something for you. Master being a good employee first. Because see, one day God's going to repay you for what you were. You missed what I just said. So he'll let you be an entrepreneur and then give you employees that were like you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Say, I must master where I'm at. So even if you're flipping burgers, be the best burger flipper that has ever flipped a burger in that building. Why? Because when God sees you mastering that, God's going to say, now I can trust you with what you really want because you have mastered something. (laughs) I know you think you could do it better than your boss, but you're not the one there. So God says, I need you to master the seat that you're in. And when you master the seat that you're in, I will give you the seat that you desire, but you got to master it first. So if you're the stapler in the office, master that stapling. Tell me, I know it's so much more than me and I didn't come here to do all of this. That attitude will take you down. But, but you sit next to somebody with a positive attitude. And their altitude is increasing. And their altitude is increasing. And their finances are increasing. And their favor is increasing. And their opportunities are increasing. Master it, master it, master it. Mastery deals with management. So how do we manage what we've been given? Sometimes in the body of Christ, especially, um, we like to say I'm anointed, but watch me. But often you need to realize to be anointed is not a substitute for mastery. The anointing, listen here, it's, it's God's super to your natural. It's gonna help you do what you do, but don't go You need to know what to do. I just need the oil. I don't care none, none. I don't need no, I don't need man's knowledge, I need God's knowledge. Okay. Okay. Okay, you try getting the driver's license with with, with only the Holy Ghost. You don't know to turn here. I, the God the Lord told me to turn right there. I, okay, well you ain't get passing this test today. If he told you to turn there, then he so down. I hope he told you to turn on the bus because you are not finna be have no license here. <laughs> say, I'm a master at what I do. This is what Jesus did, guys. He mastered what he did. He mastered where he was. He, ma- he was like, look, I'm in Nazareth, guys. Nazareth, they say of Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And I am mastering a bad hand. When my mama had me, she put me in a trough to feed animals. And I ain't complaining about it. I'm mastering it. When my mama had me, they had to borrow somebody else's field to use to have me. But I'm mastering it. It taught me how to take nothing and turn it into something. And for many of you, God says, I need you to learn how to master. You ready? Nothing. Mm. Because if you learn how to take nothing and turn it into something, when when you mature, then I can trust you with something that you can make greater. Because if you've never mastered how to turn nothing into something, when you get something, you'll master turning it into nothing. I'm going back. That thing upset so you get it. If you've never mastered turning nothing into something, when you get something, you'll master turning it into nothing. This is why you see people that are handed things. Please don't look at me with that. You ever looked at somebody that was handed what you prayed for? And you're like, oh my God, I, God, why won't you do that for me? And you watch them, and a couple years later, they lost it. A couple of years later, they didn't, they didn't throw it away. They squandered it. And you thought to yourself, God, if I was given that, I would have not done it that way. And God says, but you got something greater than what I gave them. You've got mastery. So you know how to take this chair and have you a whole furniture restu- uh, 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 store. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Then it says he was filled with wisdom. I'm almost done. He was filled with wisdom. Wisdom means insight. He can see inside. That means he understands the why. Everybody check the attitude of Christ. Christ's attitude, Jesus' attitude is like, like why? Let me understand the why before I question the what. We live in a generation now and a culture that says, I'm going to question every what with no understanding of the why. Why we got to do it like that? Why we got to do it like that? A better question is, tell me what we're trying to do so I understand why we are doing it that way. Say, I have insight. Say, skill. Christians, it's okay to be skilled. Like it's okay to be skilled. It's okay to get a degree. It's okay to be skilled. If you don't want to go get a traditional degree, go to the school of YouTube. Right. Now, s- be careful simultaneously because YouTube will have you believe it that you sit next to an alien. Listen. <laughs> be careful. YouTube will you believe it because they say it if it's a hair on the ear on the side. That be, be careful. But check it out. Say intelligence. Say skill. skill. Listen, I want to challenge all of us to have that attitude. Like, let me get some skills. Here's, here's been my life. And now, here, here's been my life. Anything that was said in front of me, I, did, I don't know how to do that. Okay, well, then what do we need you for? I, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the right attitude. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'll get her done. I don't need specific experience in this to have an attitude that says, let me get skills about this. Because much of what's in your next 12 is going to require you to acquire a level of skill that you may not think you have now. And when you see it, you can't say, well, I don't know what to do with this, God. Because here's what you say. This must not be God because I don't know how. Instead of having the attitude of Christ that says, if it's in front of me, it is God and I'm going to figure out how. Then clarity. Wisdom brings clarity. Wisdom brings clarity. Wisdom brings clarity. Wisdom is a shortcut. Intelligence is knowing how to do something. Wisdom is knowing why to do it and how to do it better. So he grew. Say he grew. Come on, y'all talk to me. Say he grew. He was strong. He had wisdom. So when you have growth, when you have strength, when you have wisdom, look at the last part of the verse. Then the favor of God was upon him. In other words, God says, I'm looking for somebody to favor. But I'm looking for some strength. I'm looking for some growth. And I'm looking for some wisdom. Because when I put this seven-figure deal in front of you, I need you to have the skill. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. When I put this opportunity in front of you, I need you to have the skill to be able to navigate through this. Somebody say, favor's coming to me. Because I have strength. I have wisdom, and I'm growing. And what does favor mean? I will divinely influence somebody's heart to you. I will make them say, you know what, I don't know why. The pastor we blessed this morning, he didn't ask me to do that. You'll catch it. He didn't ask me to do that. He didn't ask me to do that. that. While he was talking, I leaned in his direction. Y'all ain't going to say nothing right there. And for many of you, watch me. You're not even going to have to make the request. As you speak, God's going to make somebody lean. I wish you acting like he's about to lean on everybody on your road. Just lean with it one time. Yo. He's about to make you lean. All I'm going to do is tell you what I'm doing. And you are going to be compelled to lean in my direction. Somebody holler, favor! He had favor because of his attitude. So listen, let's study his moves. In verse 42, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. Joseph and his mother did not know it. At age 12, Jesus is different than them. Let me be honest with you. Your whole life, you've been different than them. Everybody has a different them But all of us has a them. Like maybe you weren't like all of your contemporaries when you grew up. You weren't like all the other guys around you were around in school. You weren't like all the other ladies in school. You weren't like your bloodline. You weren't like your family. You weren't like your relatives. Every last one of us has a them that we've been different than. Who am I talking to? Wave at me. Online. Wave at me. We have a them we've been different than. At age 12, while all the other little boys are out and they're doing their thing, Jesus is sitting at church. Talking to the preachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Because Jesus said, I need my circle to reflect where I'm headed, not where I'm at. And I pray that you would have people around you that reflect where you are headed and not where you are currently at. Because if you only have people that are where you're currently at, you do not have a circle, you have a cage. They're going to try to lock you in to where you're at. You ain't got to do all of that. Just stay here with us. <laughs> Why are you trying to do all of that? You just, you know what somebody told me one time? You're just so grand. I said, is that supposed to be an insult? Because I actually, I'm about to put that on my prayer notes and shout about it. <laughs> uh, listen. I said, I'm glad that me talking about what I'm doing makes you think that. <laughs> You got to watch me. Your voice and your words have to be so strong that like Joseph, his brothers threw him in a pit, not because of what he did, but because of what he said he was going to do. That's how you know you're dealing with something big when just talking about it scares people. Somebody say God's going to do something amazing in my life and it's going to be being Saying, it, and it's going to be big so at age 12, Jesus was different than them. At age 12, Jesus was different than them. At age 12, Jesus was different than them. And I can imagine people saying, come over here with us. Do this with us. You're obsessed. You're doing too much. It doesn't take all of that. Why are you acting like that, Jesus? You got your whole life. Have fun now. I wish you'd act like there are people who should have encouraged you to stay stick with God, that told you, child, you can do that later. Right now, you young. You need to have fun. The devil is a lie, and whoever told you that is too. I can only imagine the peer pressure Jesus was under. Like, I don't know what drugs they did in in, in the Hebrew culture at that time, but listen, air culture culture had them. Listen, don't look at me like that. Like, air culture had it. Everybody had it. I don't know what they was drinking on, sneaking wine coolers when mama wasn't at the house. I don't know. Are y'all going to look at me like that toe the face? Like you didn't go open up the wine cooler when your mama then was going to take a couple of sips and put the top back on there and hope she wasn't going to notice it? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I can see we've got that crowd. Okay. All right. I love you. Listen, listen, listen. At 12, he was different than them. If you look back over your life, there are noticeable moments where you could see different. And some, here's what you tried to do, you tried to fit in with. Even though when you were around them, you were like, this, listen, this ain't even me. Who am I talking to? They're doing stuff and you're looking at it like, you know what? I know, he, 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 he. But God, this ain't even me. I, I'm not entertained by this stuff. I'm not fulfilled by this mess. Y'all ain't talking about nothing. Yeah. And so, because, watch me, because they called you, I'm gonna come down your road now. You should have said amen. Now I'm gonna get prophetic. Because they said you just you the good girl. Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? Because they said you're the good girl. You were like, well, wait a minute. Let me, maybe, I'm, maybe I need to. Hold on. Let me put some, maybe, maybe I need to. Maybe I need to. <laughs> Thinking that if you lessen who you were, that God would lessen what he wanted out of you. God says, I still got a call on you. I still got a plan for you. I still have ordained what I have ordained for you. And I don't care how much you try to water yourself down, you're still different than them. Listen, 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 listen. So look, so look, so look, so look. Say he was different than them. So, So look, so when they found him, I'm almost done. returned When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. They left Jesus at church. And let that be a lesson for us all. Let's not just be this version of ourselves in here. Or when we're tuned in or when we're logged in or when we're watching online. Like, let us be the same way, like, in here as we are out there. You ever seen somebody outside of church, you were like, We can't leave what we learn in here. Because what we learn ain't just for in here. It's for out there. Somebody say, I won't leave him at church. Verse 46. So it was after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. He's listening to them and asking them questions. He's not preparing to respond. He's listening. So check Jesus' mentality. Jesus says, I'm a listener, which means I'm a student because I'm, st- I'm listening and I'm asking questions. Many times we are preparing to respond, not listening. How many of us, you can be honest that you've been guilty of that? Like somebody's talking and you're letting them talk, but all you see is mouth moving. Because your head is like, I'm going to tell her because I, oh. Look, and you got it down so good, you even... Jesus was listening, and he was asking questions. You need a circle that you can listen to and ask questions, not just people that listen to you. Uh Uh-oh, let's come for that. Because many times, listen, in our quest to feel needed, we surround ourselves with people that need us. You have to be more secure when your circle doesn't need you. But I'm doing ministry. You ain't doing ministry. That is your security circle. That ain't ministry. That's a bunch of people who uh, who are struggling with stuff that come to ask you questions and that makes you feel secure. That's not ministry. That's a security circle. Your circle should be people that can say, uh-uh, what are you doing? You're going to need to bring that up you're going to need to get that together you need somebody that when you walk in a room with an attitude they can say uh uh let me help you get all of that together walk back out of here and come back in here like you got some sense we are kings, we are queens, we are the head not the tail, we are above, not beneath and all of that, you're going to need to take that back out there and come back in here right, go now you need people like that not people who say oh here she comes You know how she do? Don't nobody say nothing. That's witchcraft. You're trying to dominate a room with your attitude. Oh my God, y'all ain't gonna talk to me now. Okay, this is too much. Let me. I should have saved this for a prayer or something. All right. Verse 46. They found him. He's listening. He's asking questions. 49. So Jesus and uh, uh, Joseph and Mary said, "Hey Jesus, how'd you do this to us? We left you. We was looking for you around your relatives and acquaintance. Jackie didn't know you yet. Darlene didn't know you yet. Like Junior didn't know you yet." We didn't know where you were. And then they walk in and they see him. And they're astonished. They're amazed at him. They're amazed at him. Because after they gave, their offering, they left. After he gave, he sat. After he gave, he learned. After he gave, he served. In other words, the rest of the church was gone, but he was still there. For those of us that serve, listen, don't you ever think you're missing out on anything because the oil stays in the house. Why did you seek me? Did you not know I must be about my father's business? He said, what you looking for me for? Now, now listen, think about the question. Jesus, you're 12. You're 12. You're 12. Sixth <laughs> Jesus, you're 12. What do you mean, what are we looking for you for? In other words, in his mind, you don't understand who I am. So you're trying to put me in the box of who you are. And for many, watch me, through your life, you've had people try to put you in the box that they were. Because they didn't understand who you were. He said, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Now, we look at Jesus and celebrate that. Got it? But check this out. Uh, One of the verses I'm not going to show you today, the Bible says that after that, he became subject to them. Let me tell you what happened. Mary said, let me get up on the camera so you can see what I'm doing. You're going to talk to me like that in front of all these preachers. You're going to talk to me like that in front of Bishop. You're going to talk to me like that in front of. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, y'all. Come on, Jesus. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Wait until we get in the car. Wait until we get in the car. And they're talking to you through your teeth. Yeah, you're yellow. I can't believe you are like this in these people. Wait until we get in this car. It's about to be on. Mm-mm. The Bible says, Spirit of Lord, spoil the child. I am about to use the rod. You will never be spoiled. You'll never be spoiled a day in your life. So just, just for all of my 12-year-olds who are thinking about raising up on your mama them, I just want to help you out. Don't raise up on your mama now. Don't raise up on your daddy there. All right? Because what they do next. All right, let's move. I don't know why I heard this, but parents, let me just say this. There is a difference between discipline and torture. I don't know who I heard that for. Some of y'all doing stuff that's like, they don't even do that at Guantanamo, eh? (laughs) huh? That is not Osama. What are you doing? Verse 50. But they didn't understand the statement, I'm almost done, that he spoke to them. Everybody look at me. They were believers in God but not builders for God. See, listen, when Jesus stayed back at the temple, and he's talking to the teachers and leaders, Mary and Joseph are like, look, we got to go. We got stuff to do. Joseph was like, I'm trying to build this this, this contracting business, because carpentry is too small of a word. It's tecton in the Greek, which means he was a builder. He was like a general contractor. So Joseph was like, I got to build this business. Mary's like, I got to go do my Mary Kay. (laughs) Y'all don't like my joke? Forget you then. Listen, I like that. Come on, give me my drum for my joke. (laughs) You've been great, folks. I'll be here all week. Listen. (laughs) Look, 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 look. They were believers in God, not builders for God. I want to ask you a question. Do you believe or do you build and believe? Because Jesus was there saying, how are we going to build this church? How are we going to reach more people? How are we going to change more lives? Mary and Joseph's like, we did our thing. We out. I pray your Christianity would evolve to where it's bigger than just about you and what you can get. Say, this is bigger than me. Mary, you mean to tell me you went through all of that to have Jesus and you ain't trying to use your story to get NAM woman saved? Y'all ain't going to talk. Joseph, you went... You mean to tell me you went through all of that and the only thing you're trying to do is have a business? You're not trying to get any man saved? You're not trying to use your life to change the life of anybody? For some of you, you mean to tell me you went through that molestation and you ain't trying to use your story to get nobody? You went through that divorce and you ain't trying to use your story to get nobody? I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm a builder for God. I I say it again, I'm a builder for God. So here it is. What's the father's business? I'm almost done. 11, 15, Matthew 16, 18. Jesus says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what is Jesus building? The church. Building. Tecton. Builder. Tecton. Building. Joseph. Tecton. Builder. I'm learning how to build. I'm building my church. Now the question becomes, what's the church? Is it a building? It's bigger than a building. The church is people. Literally, it's the word ecclesia, which means called out people. So check this out. Everybody listen to this. When we gave or when Jesus gave his life for us, it came with this expectation that we would give our lives to him. I'm going to say it again. In giving his life for us, it came with the expectation that we would give our lives to him. So when we say yes to him, everybody say this with me. Say, this is the business we've chosen. Like that was the expectation. Like, if you run in there and getting you a drink, my expectation is that you're either going to ask me for one or just automatically going to grab one. Who am I talking to? Especially if I gave you the money to go get the drink. How are you coming out of the store with a snack and a drink and a hot dog for yourself? Y'all ain't going to say nothing, And didn't get it for me. So when Jesus died and gave his life for us, he said, I'm doing this with the expectation that you're going to give your life to me. What does that mean? Everything that you are, I want it to be used for my glory. That's what God says. He says, if your mom uses it for my glory, this is bigger than your kids. Because what you put in them is going to be bigger than them. Mm. If your dad, this is bigger than your sons and daughters, because what you put into them is going, this is bigger than you. So I I died with this expectation that you were gonna give your life to me. Somebody say that's the expectation. Here's what many of us think the expectation is. Let me have that envelope there, please. Would you hand it to me? That we got a get out of hell free card. I ain't going to hell. God says, no, you're literally supposed to, that's true, that's true, but you're literally supposed to use your life to bring other people to get them to me. Now, I know this is simple, but it sometimes isn't practiced by Christians because we're so focused on our stuff that we forget that it's bigger than us. Please open your mouth and say, it's bigger than me. me. So look, 1 Corinthians 14, 12. It says, since you are eager to be spiritual, see manifestations of the spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Wow. He said, excel spiritually by building up the church. In other words, he says, the height of your spirituality is not just being saved, but it's when you begin to serve. Shameless plug, Harvest You is next week. I'm just saying. You can take it actually at any time online. And it's about to be totally new for 2021. I just recorded all the new ones for 2021. Everyone listen. Listen, he said that the height of your spirituality is not just in you being like Mary and Joseph and dropping off your offering and leaving. And that's good. That's amazing. Yes, you need to do that. He says, but if you want to really grow spiritually, get you a towel and get to serving. The Lord has need of you to my digital family. The Lord has need of you. The Lord says, I've got space for you right here in this place called Harvest, but use your gifts, your talents, your skills, and your ability, because when you got saved, this was the business you chose. Where does that line come from? One of my new favorite movies, Godfather. The pastor told me, said, bitch, you got to watch Godfather. I said, man, I ain't got time to watch no three-hour movie. I said, I will read the notes about it. And I did. I did a whole series one time, Harvest at the Movies, and the Godfather was in there. Y'all thought I watched it. I read the notes. And I preach them notes. It's up there somewhere. I, I preach those notes. T- check this out. Say, this is the business we've chosen. Question Have you? Have we? Have we decided to excel at Bishop? I'm really busy. Listen, I get that, but okay, I understand, I understand that you're the only person in the whole world that has stuff to do. But can I help you on something? Let me help you peep game. Jesus didn't pick 12 guys that were doing nothing. Jesus picked, you to this? He picked 12 business owners. Which means the ones that should be doing the most are the ones that have the most. Matthew's a tax collector, Peter got a fishing business. Are you getting it? He picked people who were doing stuff and said, come on, let's do this here come on let's do this here because I need your skills I need your gifts I need your talent I need your ability to do what I'm about to do say the Lord has need of me, the Lord has need of me. now yes. come on say it like you mean it say the Lord has need of me need right now right. for the time I'm needed most need which is why I am living come on say it like you mean it say I am living for a reason yes. because the Lord has need of me yes. the time I'm needed most is right here, right now. (laughs) Say, I have a pulse. He still has a plan. And it's now. (laughs) If You do photography. The Lord has need of you. You have skills. The Lord has need of you. Not because he needs you. This is why I use the word need. Because there's a nuance. The Lord says, I want you. Now if you don't, I'll get another. But I want you. So my want of you, I've made it my need of you. But don't get it twisted. If you don't, I'll skip over and get another. And I don't know about you. I don't want anybody else doing what it was that I was created to do. Look, say the Lord has need of me. This is the business we've chosen. Last scripture. I'm giving you a last scripture today. You okay, though? Don't make sure you leave full, since you can't go sit in the restaurant and dinner. Ooh, but we're meeting with the Governor tomorrow. And y'all pray I have favor. so that we can get this thing moving so that people can work their jobs and make their money and do what they need to do. We want to be safe, but we also don't want to ruin and destroy families. I wish I had a praise right there. Listen, verse. Meanwhile, while the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, teacher, come on, eat. Come on, eat some. You've been working all day. Come on, eat some. Just be working. Come on, eat some. Need you a sandwich. Let me make you a sandwich. I remember one time I went back to Memphis, and it was family reunion time or something. And every house I went to, they were trying to feed me. And this was before I had slimmed down. (laughs) So I wasn't talking about nothing, until After six, I was like, look, it's about 9.30, come on, bring me a plate. (laughs) Everywhere I went, once he said, you want a boiled ham sandwich? I said, what is boiled ham? Ooh, but you put that on with some mustard. On some white wonder bread. Oh, wait a minute. I almost quickened it right there. Listen. Every place I went, you want something to eat? Oh, no, I'm just going to put some. What you put on? Oh, some greens, macaroni and cheese, hog mall, pig. I like, you ain't got no chicken tenders or nothing like this. they always trying to feed the preacher. They was trying to feed the man of God. So the guys are like, let's get the man of God fed. Jesus is like, I'm good. I have some food you don't know nothing about. So they say to themselves, somebody must have brought him some when we was gone. Did Mary go get some? Mary must have went to do something and brought him some food while we were gone because we, we didn't see this happen. Jesus said, hello, hello. My nourishment, in other words, what feeds me isn't the same thing that feeds you. If I listen to me, because some of you are going to understand this, have you ever been going throughout your day and you've been making so much progress that you look up at the clock and it's 4, 5 o'clock and you're like, I haven't eaten all day, but what fed you? The progress. You're going to catch it in a minute. You're going to catch. What fed you? I'm making progress. And my pro, I forgot to eat. Why? Because I was being fed by getting fruit. I was being fed by getting fruit. I was being fed by getting results. Jesus says it. I'm done. Jesus says, hey, guys, um, hey, my nourishment comes not just from eating no, he's a Hebrew, so he wouldn't eat no boiled ham sandwich, but he wouldn't eat no shrimp either my God uh. <laughs> he, his lamb kebabs he says my nourishment doesn't come from that he says my nourishment comes from doing the will of God he says that feeds me to do what he said it feeds me to put him first it feeds me to give it feeds me to serve it feeds me to forgive it feeds me to do what he said to do somebody said that's what feeds me In other words, how do I keep my strength up? It's because I'm eating different. Somebody say, I'm eating different. different. Say it again. Say, I'm eating different. different. Have you ever noticed that when you're stressed out, your eating changes? Either you eat a whole lot or you eat nothing. Before you know it, you didn't have eight boxes or something. You went to get one donut and 12 later... I see a lot of turning in him. <laughs> you went to get one chocolate bar and you was just trying to help out the people coming door to door. You said, I'm going to have one of them. Then you didn't have the whole box they left. You said, I just want one of the Girl Scout cookies in the purple box. Tag alongs, and tag-alongs. you've been tagging along. <laughs> Here it is. He says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God. This feeds me. He says, when I'm on this mic, because I'm a worshiper, this feeds me. He says, when I'm playing, play. He says, when I'm playing, he says, this feeds me, play. He says, when I do what I do, that feeds me. If you're the pastor, he says, when I do this, it feeds me. If I serve, when I'm wiping up, that feeds me. When I do his will, that feeds me. And to do what? And to finish his work. Here's the last part of the verse. It says, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. Let that be a prophecy for some of you. That your first four months of 2021, four months, what you plant in December, you're going to harvest by April. Y'all ain't going to talk? What you plant in December, you're going to harvest by April let that be prophecy for somebody in Atlanta prophecy for somebody in here prophecy for somebody online what you plant in December you are going to reap harvest in by April he says but I say to you wake up look around he says the harvest is ripe already he says all you got to do is look around you you can either believe a negative report that says oh people don't love God listen right now this week, more than ever, people are open. I know your mama didn't hear you the first part of this year. Tell her this week. I know your cousin wouldn't listen to you the first few months of this year. Tell them this week. I pray that this week would be a supernatural week of salvation. That people would be open to receiving the invitation. That people will be open to receiving from the Lord. Your life is bigger than you. You didn't stand behind that lady that ran your last nerve in the line at Target for nothing. Who am I talking to? (laughs) You stood there because God was you. She was literally like sandpaper saying, would you please witness to me? Would you please invite me to church? Would you please do it? The harvesters are paid good wages. (laughs) The harvesters are paid good wages. The harvesters are paid good wages. wages. The harvesters are paid good wages. And the fruit that they harvest is people brought into eternal life. Everybody look at me. I'm done. Here's what God says. God says, the fruit you will bear is people coming to him. But he says, if you do that, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. You handle my business, I'm going to take care of your business. You build my thing, I'll build your thing. I'll build your thing. You make what's important to me important to you. I got you. Can I say for some of you, please listen and hear my heart as your pastor. Listen to me, digital. Listen to me in the building. Could it be that some of what you've wanted to see as it relates to results, you've not seen because you were so busy building your thing, you never went to build his thing. And what does that mean? It starts with getting people to it. But some of you need to get involved, start serving. So Bishop, I'm in Florida, great. I'm in Texas, great. I'm in California, great. I'm in South Dakota. How you end up there? But great. I see your TV commercials all the time. Talking about South Dakota, I'm like, mm-mm mm <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to do it. I will Google the pictures. <laughs> Say, this is the business I've chosen. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.